Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everyone to the Kayak Fishing Raw podcast, sponsored by Costa Sunglasses, See What's Out There, and Railblazer, Hold Everything. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What's going on, dude? I got a little thrown off guard because of the... Uh... <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> We're kind of all over the place setting up for this episode. So, uh, yeah, it's been... Uh... <laughs> It's been kind of nuts the past 10 minutes. So, uh, Freddie, what's going on, bud? Well, you know, just squirreling around here like a crazy man trying to get this thing ready. Okay. Holy cow, dude. What's going on? Nothing. We're good. I think everything is good. We're good? We're recording. We're recording. Everybody's happy. Okay. Let's just uh, start this over. Welcome to the... (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to have an awesome episode. Yeah, I hope so. We actually have Senator Slade Blackwell calling in. From Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. Is that awesome? That's pretty cool, dude. Is that cool or what? So, um, yeah, so I've been talking with Slade for a while now. Um, uh, EKFT, we might put on an event in, uh, in Alabama. So I don't know what's going to happen, you know, right off the bat, like right now. But uh, we've been in talks for a little while. And Slade contacted me. And, uh, yeah, we've been having some great discussions. And hopefully we can bring that experience to that area. So it'd be another great destination event. Are we talking like mobile, like an offshore thing or like a, like a offshore. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Not like in the inland. Gulf. Okay. Not like yeah. Lake Gunnersville. No, no, no. So we're talking like Kingfish. Um, mm. You know, I really don't know many of the fish. I think they got Cobia too. Some kid caught a, like a 50 pound King off of the pier in Lake Pensacola. Really? Which is basically down the street from mobile. Wow. That's pretty cool. Pounder off the pier. That's pretty neat. Freaking slob. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to call in, and we're also going to talk to his son. And uh, what's really cool is they went out fishing on a tandem kayak. And you all right? Is everything okay? You hear me? You got me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just talking to the front of it. Okay. Can you yep. hear me? Yep. So, yeah, so they're fishing on the tandem kayak, and they went out and caught monster yellowfin tuna monster now when you say monster well we're gonna find out how big they were but i'll tell you what man it was like uh, as bit like as big as the guys in hawaii are catching or yes bigger? okay really yes That's i'm true. talking like i think one of them was almost 100 pounds Whoa. and they're on a tandem and they run a uh an instagram i believe it's tandem kayak fishing with like an underscore or something like that uh we'll get it from him but uh yeah i mean it this is pretty awesome man that's pretty cool yeah i mean it's it's I think we talked about it with Sarah Salt. Like, it, there's another level of challenge, I think, in being on a tandem. Like, it's more difficult, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think we covered this before, but what's cool about being on a tandem, well, the good things are, you know, you got two people. So when you're both fighting like a monster fish, you know, you have four set of arms that can help no, out. You have two sets of arms. Four arms. Oh, yeah, two sets. Total. Yeah. Total of, la, 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 total of two sets. Total right. of four arms. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm confused. What were we talking about? Oh, so set of arms. <laughs> and um, but the bad thing to me about being on a tandem is you have two brains, and mm. you know if you got two brains on one body, I feel like things can get messed up. Yeah, you're trying to figure it out, and like you don't know what that guy's thinking. He doesn't know what you're thinking. You right. Might, you might do something that's to be left, and he does a right, and then you twist it up, and exactly. Yeah. I couldn't imagine you and me on um, a tandem kayak trying to catch fish. We would probably kill each other. You'd be like, Freddie, 
can you pick up the gog and hook him because I don't want to get poked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got uh, Governor Blackwell calling in right now. <laughs> hey, hey Joe, what's going on, man? Oh, pretty good. Like, I think we got Kobe on the phone too. What's up? Hey, oh. how's it going, man? We got the whole fam. Doing good. Can you guys hear my dog barking right now? He literally never, ever, ever barks no. when he's barking right now. So, guys, I, I really appreciate you calling in. And, um, you know, Slade, we've been talking for a little while now. We might bring a EKFT to Alabama. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But that sounds super exciting. And uh, you guys had an exciting trip. You uh, you guys caught some monster yellowfin tuna. So uh, tell me about it. What happened? I was kind of starting to Kobe chime in. Basically, we've been uh, kayak fishing for about four or five years now, and we uh, went down to Venice, which is, as you guys know, an hour and a half south of New Orleans, and took a mothership and went out 40 miles in the ocean and tuna fished on the hump out there, or the lump, whatever you want to call it. That's a a long place. I I was actually born in Louisiana and then raised in, in Birmingham, so... I know I know Venice well and I know Alabama well. Could you also could you explain to the listener because Joe has called you governor, senator, congressman, oh senator, yeah, and sorry. like uh, you know, <laughs> president, Commonwealth, Commonwealth leader of the local <laughs> chamber of commerce, like he's, he's told everything. So just kind of explain uh, your actual title. Well, Joe keeps yeah, yeah. My title, my current title is state senator, and uh, for go. Alabama, and I represent a big district in the Birmingham area. And the reason he might be saying governor is I did jump into the governor's race, but I jumped out real quickly about three days later. So at this point, I'm just a just a lonely state senator. Awesome, man. That's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, I was re- I, so I went to um, I went to Shades Valley, and then I went over to east uh, a little further east to Calhoun County, and finished up at Weaver High School, and um, and then I ended up I had a house in Trustville, so. Mm-hmm. That's in my district. Cool. You would have been my you would have been my guy. Yeah. So, all right. So yep. you guys are out there, you're on a tandem kayak and yep. you know, this is something that I've personally never seen before. Uh, I've seen some guys in Hawaii that catch like these monster tuna, but you guys were on this tandem. Uh, you know, what was it like in the beginning? How did that first hookup happen? Like just, what did it feel like? Uh, we brought the kayak onto the boat ramp or launch Every single captain was laughing at us. They told us we couldn't do it. <laughs> it was, like, they all thought we were going to flip over and they told us it wasn't going to happen. And the, in the first day, they actually wouldn't let us bring the kayak out, out in the water. they like, you can't do it. There's no way. And so they made us go out there and see what we were doing the first day. We knew we could do it, but it was yeah. – So was it like – yeah, was it specifically like a mothership trip for kayaks or you went out there on a mothership like just a tuna boat and you, they just let you take your kayak? Now, we, uh, we, call, we called uh, Super Strike, and they have about five boats there, and they were very nervous about us bringing our kayak, and so we took it, and we put our kayak in the boat itself, put yeah, some, sure. little, uh, some little floaties underneath the kayak so it wouldn't bang around in the boat. You know, they've got 34, 36, 40-foot-long uh, uh, Freemans and, and huge boats, so our kayak fit perfectly, and we'd go about an hour and a half, you know, through the marsh, out into the ocean, uh, out there, and then we'd, once we got there, we would take about three of us would pick the kayak up and then put it over the side of the boat and, and sit it there. That's wow, really crazy. That's pretty cool. So, it, so you guys talked them into letting you take a kayak on a regular old charter boat. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, have they ever, like, 
heard of this before or like seen like offshore kayak fishing at all? Or were they just, when you told them that you wanted to do this, were they just looking at you like you were nuts? Toby? They thought we were crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it, I can, it was, I can it imagine. Basically like this. It, it, they basically said, look, we'll try it. We'll, but the first day, they didn't trust us at all. They didn't think we knew what we were doing. They didn't think we knew how to handle the, the kayak or, you know, hook into a fish. What you know, They didn't understand we've been doing this for a number of years. And actually after, you know, they they told us on the way down, they said, we're not going to let you use our equipment. You can't use our rods. You can't use our reels. You know, you got to spool up and bring all your line and bring all your jigs because we're just not sure about this. And after the second day, they let us use all their equipment. Yeah, they didn't want you. They didn't want you yeah. dumping all their stuff into the ocean. Is what it was. I, I mean, that makes sense. I'm yeah, like, I mean, that makes sense the first time. They just right. didn't want you losing all their gear. I mean, speaking of equipment, so what were you guys using? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, we used a twenty-five Talca two-speed, and then we had a ten thousand Stella. We used nice. that one for jigging. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. And then and one of the captains. One of the Go captains on. basically said, he said, you use those pea shooters, and he, he, he gave us his uh, his 50 wide. Oh, yeah. I want those fish. Yeah, that's important. I mean, from the size of the tuna that I saw, I mean, man. So, like, the first the first hookup you guys had, uh, I mean, how big was that fish, the first tuna? Uh, 162.8 pounds. Holy cow. Is that amazing? Well, Actually, Kobe, that, Kobe, Kobe, that was probably the third fish. I think the first but, one was 125. That was the fifth. 125, 162. Then, yeah. Dude, we got to go. Dude. Oh, my God. We got to go. We Can we go with you guys next time you guys head out there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just amazing. Then, then, um, what was the biggest fish you guys got all together? It, it was a lot. How, how much do you think it was, Dad? The biggest fish? No, like all. all yeah, what was the biggest? Like weight wise. Oh, biggest? The, the, it was 185. Or 180, no, what was it? 182? 182.5 was the biggest, a 165, a 125, and a 155. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, are you going to be, like, shipping us up some tuna or what? <laughs> we have oh some my freezers. Oh, my God. Is that, is that all year round there? Do they can, can they get those all year round or no? Well, two things. We got extremely, extremely lucky because it, it, this was actually the first weekend that the, it's, it's cyclical, and it basically the tuna come in about six months out of the year, and this was the first week they came in. And so we hit it literally perfect at the beginning of the season. And then secondly, um, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, how flat the water was. Oh, and how flat the water was. It was literally like a lake out there. I mean, it was like a bathtub. And so we got real lucky being able to put the kayak in the water and, and fishing out there. I mean, Joe, it wasn't anything remotely uh, like y'all's tournament last two weeks ago. <laughs> no, that yeah, was that was uh, insane. That was probably our most rough tournament in seven years. It was unbelievable. I can't believe these guys even made it out. It was nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you guys got really lucky. I mean, you, get, you had great weather. Uh, I guess these tuna were running at the perfect time. Now, you guys also got, like, kingfish and other stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh, and how how big kings. were the kings? The king? How big do you think it was, Dad? Well, we don't think we, – we didn't measure it, but it was about five five feet, five and a half feet long. 
was that's huge. the one. That was the one that got eaten by the, uh, the hammerhead coming yeah. back to the boat. Yeah. So, but Stone none of your tunas got shark. Wow, but that—that that so is actually place a great is point. Park. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to catch, and that—and actually, a great point is that the two the captains were very nervous about obviously us being a kayak first of all, but having the fish in the water uh, after you gaff it or getting it in the boat, they were very uh, uh, stickler on get it in the boat quick. We're not going to take pictures. We're going to get it in the boat, and we had our 100%. other son flying the drone around us as we were catching the fish. Right, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I mean, no sharks, they don't, they they will eat everything in their way if they're oh, trying to eat God. a big tuna. So when you guys yeah. were out there, I mean, when you were fighting these tuna, you know, that boat's, I guess, circling you around. W- was he literally like, was he like, listen, you guys got to get this fish up fast because, you know, those sharks will come and grab it. Like, were you nervous that that was going to happen? Uh, I didn't think about that when we were fighting it. That didn't come to thought, but the boat would follow us about 20 yards away. And he's like, get it up fast you can, obviously. But it took us an hour and 30 minutes to get up both of the tu- big tunas we caught. Wow. And, an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now, my what, God. What's really cool about it is, is where we went, uh, the, the place that they call the hump or the lump. Now, you have to imagine this. There's probably about 50, 50 to boats. 60, yeah. 60 boats out there, and they're all within about – 50 yards of each other fishing and but he wouldn't take us to where the ledge because there's a ledge that drops off he took us kind of off to the side because the captains were real nervous that once we hooked up yeah they would just drag our ass all through the boats and everybody get mad at us yeah Yeah, you're right that happens to us here (laughs) yeah we have dive boats that that we have to like avoid oh yeah up on fish and we'll run through like you know, a big giant dive boat where there's 30 people down below, and we have to make a decision whether we want to cut them off or like get rocks mm-hmm. thrown at us. You know what's funny, guys, is um, I used to back in the day I used to fish in New Jersey, and we used to go to the canyons and catch bluefin tuna, and we would go to the edge of the canyon, and you would literally wait for the schools of tuna to come through, and while you're waiting, you would look far off. And, you know, this would be at night, obviously. And uh, you would see the lights of all the boats are literally on the canyon. And then way far back, you would hear screaming. And then my dad would look at me and say, they're coming. Then you hear the next boat screaming. <laughs> then the next boat. And then they'd hit it. And, you know, you'd, you'd have four rods just go off. And it was, it was unbelievable. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm picturing there. Like, you guys were basically on sort of like a canyon. And then these schools would just run through, right? That, that's real close. Colby, tell them about uh, people talking on the radio, the captains. Oh, yeah. So the first the first day, we didn't go out kayak fishing, so they didn't say anything. And we – sorry, my bad. Second day, we came back, and we came up with the biggest tuna on the whole entire uh, launch, and everybody was talking about it. And the third morning we came out, every single captain was raiding into our captain to see if you hooked up or caught anything the whole entire day. Every single person was talking about it. <laughs> that's great. That's pretty sweet, man. See, that's yeah. and that's what's great for offshore kayak fishing. I mean, yeah, we all just kill it. <laughs> Everybody but me, though. Everyone but Freddie <laughs> catches fish. It's awesome. <laughs> that's great. So, hey, like, Joe, what? Ask what? Cole, ask Cole. Go ahead. Go, go on. I was going to say, Joe, ask Kobe what he did with a black magic marker in the bathroom there at the Venice Marina. Oh, yeah. Um, What'd you do, Kobe? So at, at the marina, 
there's everybody wrestling what tuna they caught and what poundage they did. And I wrote uh, 162 and 185 pound tuna, and I did my Instagram, and then I did my at tandem kayak fishing, and then the next day we got like 50 followers from that from that thing. <laughs> Well, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, crazy. what you guys have done, uh, I think maybe has blown up, you know, a new avenue of offshore kayak fishing, and that's tandem kayak fishing. I mean, what you guys have done, I mean, I've had already multiple people that have asked me, hey, you know, like, is that is that easy to do? Can I get out there and do that thing? Um, is there charters out there with these tandems? You know, what's the deal with that? So, um, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're catching tuna that's over a hundred pounds, you know, father and son tandem. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. And we've had a couple people in the tournament enter tandem. Oh um, yeah. Not very many. Yeah. Not many, not many, but it's, it's, Hey, I mean, like I said, what you guys have done, I mean, that's, it's, I've seen it blasted, you know, pretty much everywhere in social media. So, Hey man, our hats off to you guys. Well, yeah. That's, that's, cool. that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun. We've ne- actually, neither one of us have ever fished on just a single kayak. We've always been on the, on the tandem. And we think it's, it's it's easier because the person in the back, which is always me, I'm always steering, and Colby's always catching the fish, but he always turns around and, you know, bitches at me that I'm going the wrong way or I need to turn <laughs> this way. <laughs> well, it's yeah. funny because Freddie and I were just talking before you guys came on, and I said – you know, maybe one of the challenging things on being on a tandem is, you know, it's think of like two brains in one body. So like you're both thinking, you know, maybe totally different things and, you know, you guys are fighting each other on it, you know, without even knowing it. So, I mean, do you you deal with that a lot? Like, or is it just always teamwork, gung-ho, we're killing it? It's it's gotten way better the more we fish. Like the first couple of times is super frustrating, but now we're doing it, it's, we're all pretty much think the same thing now. Like it's gotten way better. Right. Yeah, I mean, like right. when we're catching the the, the 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 big tunas, you know, the main thing I was doing in the back, I was just making sure that the rod tip was uh, pointing towards the front of the boat, either one o'clock or eleven o'clock, because you get it off to the side and you you flip over because your balance on a on a tandem is tremendously harder. Because if he leans one way, I got to counterbalance the other way, and so you it that's always a constant and. Uh, you know, my job was just to keep the rod in the front of the boat and steer that way. And he would always yell at me. <laughs> now, it's a tandem Hobie Island, or wh- which one is it, Outfitter or the island? Oasis. Oasis. Oasis, yeah, Oasis right. is the yeah, new yeah. one. Okay. Okay, okay. And now, does that is that the 2018 with reverse? Correct. And Okay, so it makes it easier for you when you're fighting those big fish. That's a big help, right? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy, man. Hey, Kobe, t- tell me about all the stuff you've added to your kayak. Oh, yeah. We've got – so we in, put in the live well. We added the wrap to it. We did that ourselves, too. We added – Very nice. Uh, LED, yeah, we out, added LED lights on it. And then the best thing – the best feature we've added is we installed a uh, sonar. And it goes right behind nice. my dad's seat, and you can see everything on there. That's pretty cool. You guys really are ready good. to rock. Need to get a mini fridge on there. Yeah. I know, right? A little fridge on there <laughs> yeah. and some outrigger. <laughs> like a little mini bar. I know, right? A little stereo. Oh, yeah. Be great. Oh, we, awesome. We have that, too. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure. You got to have that. That's great. So, um, 
I mean, when you guys, so I got to ask, like, you're fighting a tuna that's over 100 pounds, and, I, and it just keeps, like, my brain just still isn't really computing. So, like, this fish is doing deep dives, right? And you're, yeah. and Cody, you're, you're, you're fighting this fish in the front. Dad's in the back. He's steering. I mean, was it just straight down, or was it making runs, you know, far away? Different from a boat. Because on a boat, you're sitting there, and it'll full drag. And what we did is we tightened the drag a little bit more, and it would just pull us. And the captain got beside us at one point, and it was pulling us at, like, was it two? Was it 2.6 knots said? Or 3.6? No, it was actually 4.6. Yeah, 4 knots. 4.6 knots just straight across the water. Jeez. And, That's insane. And then um, That's the way to do it, though, man. And it, because when you yeah. let him pull drag, he's just not getting as tired yeah, as, you if, you pull, as if he pulled you. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I actually think it's it's easier on because I talked to a bunch of buddies that uh, buddies have caught big tunas on the boat, but on a on this kayak, you know, on our tandem, it's literally pulling us an hour and a half. It probably took uh, we have it on sonar. It probably drug us about three miles um, yep. on our on our map. But I think it's easier because uh, when it takes off and runs, it's just pulling the boat with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I, I say that not, every time we have. Yeah, yeah. I think everything's easier off a kayak. It's, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, fighting yeah. a fish is easier. Jigging is one thousand percent easier from a kayak. Yeah, it's just I think it's easier, man. Well, think of it like this. You know, when guys go offshore here and they're going for um, for swordfish, they're using buoy gear, and when that swordfish eats, you know, the bait from the buoy gear. He's towing that gear for hours, yeah. and he's so exhausted right. that when those guys come up mm-hmm. to pull him up, he's half dead. So just like with a, any pelagic, mm-hmm. you know, they're slowly suffocating. So I agree with you. I, I think, you know, catching these monster tuna um, on a kayak, I mean, aside from the sharks and stuff that can come up, but, yeah, I would think it could be easier, definitely. And, you know, let me ask you this. When, uh, when he came pretty close to the boat – like I know the black fins here, the big jumbos, they'll, you know, once you get them almost to the boat and they're tired, they'll start doing those, those circular dives. Yeah. And then it gets like forever. It's like another like 30 minutes where they're just circling and you could, they're barely out of reach. Was he, were these tuna doing the same thing? Uh, so when we got close, it actually, our kayak, it would go, we have it on tape, it would go in giant, like, 10-yard circles. The kayak would go in circles following the tuna yeah. as you're bringing Yeah, them. that's what they do. Yeah, they were suffocating. They were tiring out, and then they just get on their side, and it's just, like, dead yeah. weight. And then you, it's, just, it's just a battle now between, you know, they're probably, like, 10 mm-hmm. feet deep in the water, so they're right out of reach, and it's just, you're just pulling on against each other, so... I mean, that is just epic, guys. I want to go. I want to go. On our 165 tuna that we were we were uh, hooked up on for about 45 minutes, came up real quick, and it came up literally right beside us. And, uh, Colby, you want to tell him what happened when it was tail-wrapped? Hey, you can do it. You can explain oh. it. Okay, great. Because he wants to, he wants to know how bad I was. So uh, that tuna came up, and uh, we were gaffing it, and I gaffed it, and it popped off its back, and I gaffed it again, and I couldn't. So I gaffed it like five times. You didn't think it though. What are you whacking it like with a bat or what? <laughs> no, he was doing the Joe Hector gaff. I know. He's right? doing the Joe Hector maneuver of gaff. The technique of Joe Hector gaff. Oh my god, that's great. So yeah. you 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 stuck this thing five times. <laughs> well, and, was and there blood finally, everywhere? And like finally, the nuts? captain started. The, the captain started yelling at me like, you know, quit doing it. You gotta you gotta 
you reach out and pull back, you got to quit slapping at it. And yeah. it came on tail wrapped and dove. That it. Another 45 oh, boy. minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. So after you poked so, at him, yeah. well, you just smacked so him on the, the head. now the sharks are time. coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he looked like, when you pulled him yeah. up, he looked like you hit him with, like, a buckshot. Like, you I know. Him, like, six times. I've just pictured you guys, like, just circling in red, yeah. and then, like, ten black, like, sharks just heading at you. Like, oh, my God. That's awesome. And you fought him for another 40 minutes after you whacked him ten times. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sweet. I just wanted to make and then, sure. And then Col- Colby was just looking back at me going, Great, Dad. You don't know how to gas. I mean, come on. Awesome, Googling. Yeah, rookie. I, I will say I suck at gaffing. Like, oh boy. I don't know what it. There's like a finesse to it. Like it's kind of like a. It's more like a scoop. It's right. Not, it's, it's more like, like a scooping. It's more like a pull than a than a swing. Well, it's a scoop. Now you right? put the hook beyond it and then you pull it straight backwards. Right. Yeah, that's not a scoop. That's a pull. Slay, how did you do it? Was it just a whack? Well, it was I, like I, it I wasn't. A, I, I, he was like I, I, beating I, it like I, a switch. Scoop? The first couple of times, and then I just started whacking it like a bat, and that just didn't really work. <laughs> just like, just like Jed. They should have given you a spear, man. Just to spear the thing. That's you know, that's what they do in Hawaii. Actually, yeah, they, they have the serrated spear, right? They use a keggy gaff. Yep. It's called a keggy gaff. Yeah. Right, and they just stick and it. Actually, straight. That's and better. actually, Eric Hamilton out of um, a Deep Blue Kayak actually sent us a gaff to use, the Hawaiian gaff to use, and. We used it on about three other black fin tunas, but not on that one. That's the okay. way to go. Because you can get that headshot and kill it right yeah, away. Yeah, just kill that's that right. thing right away. Right. Yeah, it's oh easier to aim God. that. And then, so, <clears throat> you fought that thing for another 40 minutes. And then, so what did the boat do? So, like, when, when he was, like, done, that tuna, the boat would come close to you and just and just get it up in there? Or how did that work? Yeah. You can, okay. you can explain it, Dad. So, so, basically, the boat would stay about 50 yards behind us uh, and just following us. And then... We got it real close. Um, you know, he would move over and um, gap it and pull it up on the boat. Him, my other son. That's crazy. Now, were so, were there other people on that boat fishing, or they were just there for you guys? Just there for us. Private oh, charter. That's, that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Good move. And if you if you guys don't mind me asking, like if you wanted if if one was listening to this podcast and wanted to do this this type of trip, uh, how much ballpark would it cost somebody? Yep, so for a, a full day, you basically start at 6 o'clock in the morning. You go all day. You bring your own lunch. You fish literally to about 5.30 uh, that evening. You pull back into the, the marina, and it's about $1,700 plus gas. And um, so it's a full day. You, you know, you're on a, a 34-, 36-foot um, Freeman with three 300 uh, Yamahas, and so you'll spend a – Three to four hundred dollars in gas, but that's the sure. that's probably the total cost. So you're looking around twenty five hundred bucks. That's for the boat for the day, no matter how many people they take or what. Yes, I, yes, I think that's correct. Okay, and, and, so and, take three. It's like a maximum like sixty. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you bring get three kayaks on there, yes. Oh, yeah. So the more people you bring, the cheaper it would be for an individual. Yeah. This guy's about to get busy. Yeah. This guy. This guy's about yeah, to get I, busy. <laughs> for sure. And now, what I would also suggest is make sure you take some of those um, those noodles that you float in the uh, water with in a, in a swimming pool. Those little long little noodles. Those two dollar noodles. Yeah. Y'all know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pool noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Pool noodle. Am I a pool noodle? You know the pool noodle that the long like it's like a big. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. You float it. It's a floaty noodle. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. 
Exactly. Take a couple of those because you put those on the bottom of the boat, and then you put your kayak on that, and then that way it doesn't bounce around and knock around in the boat. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. We call them polywogs in New Jersey. Polywog. Um, So you guys, I mean, you go out there, you catch these monster fish. Um, How long is it that you're out there, number one? And number two, how long does it take to get out there? It's a 40-mile drive, so you're talking – you said trip 350s? Yep, three three fifties. It take it yeah, takes yeah. about twenty to thirty minutes to get out of the bayou because you're going okay. down canals and there's a lot of fog and you're probably only going, you know, fifteen to twenty miles an hour because you li- really literally cannot see more than fifty yards in, yeah. in front yeah. of you. Um, you and then once you get out in the ocean, it's a it's a hard hour out to where you're going, and then there's probably about uh, fifteen. Uh, oil rigs that you pass going out there. And how long do you guys get to fish for? Uh, time. Take all day. Have, have, to get, have a set time. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. lunch, and then they're out there in less than two hours, so they'll start fishing at around 8, right. I would guess, right? Once you get the kayak in the water. That's, that's right. And, you, and, and you go home they at have like to head back two hours. They're going to be back at 5. Okay. Yep. So you, so you get back in about five thirty. So you leave about four. Oh. Yeah, okay. Great. All day. And you guys did it two days, or was it one day? Two. We actually kayak fished two days. They wouldn't let us fish the th- uh, third day. No, first, or first day or the first day. Right. Okay. That's so cool, man. I, I want to go. This is almost like I don't know if you guys know this, but you you're almost in a way kind of like opened up a whole new avenue for offshore guys to get out and maybe do something a little different. Like someone like me, for instance, that's semi-retired from kayak fishing. You know, this is something that I personally would love to go do, you know, just meet a captain, head out there, you know, what was it? 40 minutes, catch a couple monster tuna over a hundred pounds, eat some lunch, lift some weights, call it a day. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's perfect. I mean, I, you can't do better than that. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. you know, it's great. I mean, you got these captains there. They're, they're, you know, everyone's there. They're also impressed that you're doing That's what's the best part is how Kobe's, like, talking oh, yeah. smack at the dock, you know? Like, oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, bro, what'd you guys catch? Oh, we caught a couple footballs. All right, well, how about a buck 80 on a kayak there, son? <laughs> Let me get my permanent marker out. Yeah. Let me bust out this <laughs> Sharpie and, and put myself on the wall of fame. That's great. <laughs> dope. Well, I will tell you this, and, and Kobe mentioned at the beginning, when my – Colby's the fisherman, my other boy's the, um, and he handles all our electronics, our GoPro and our uh, drone. We got there in the morning. You got a picture of this. You, there's probably 100 people there on the dock. Uh, all the boats are lined up, so all the captains are looking for their people, that are gonna, their clients that they're going to take out that day. And it's right. 6 o'clock in the morning. It's slightly hazy. It, it's just gorgeous. My boys didn't want to take the kayak because they were embarrassed. So I said, give me the kayak. So, you know, I have the Hobie wheels on it. So we're pulling the tandem, and they're about 15 feet or yards behind me pulling the kayak right through the crowd. And they were hearing everybody laugh at us. and say, Everybody was laughing. Every single person was laughing. These are people who don't and have so the internet. I'm, I'm convinced. I know, these right? People, have these people living never, in a bubble or something. Yeah, like what are they nuts. talking about? It's awesome. I mean, you guys went out and there then, and just killed it. We got guys catching 100-pound water on kayaks here. It's crazy. 190. And the funny thing was, we had we caught the two, the 165 was the largest fish in the entire fleet that day. And then the next day, when we caught the 182.5, it was the largest fish caught, uh, except for swordfish, that day out of the whole entire fleet of a tuna. 
That's a 200-pound fish. So think, cause Is that the one you whacked like 50 times where he lost all that blood? No, the buck 60. Oh, <laughs> that, that was the 165. 160? So he probably yeah. lost quite a few pounds of blood. So I mean, these fish were like <laughs> so 200 what, pounds. Did you guys I mean, catch them? Insane. Did you guys catch them both jigging, or was it live bait, or what were you guys using? Chunk. Oh, Chunk. just yeah. like what we did in the canyons. We would use uh, we would chunk butterfish. And what we would do is we just slowly let the line out, like slowly keep That's letting right. it out, and it would go into the current, and then they would they would mm-hmm. whack it. Is that is that what you guys are doing? We're just slowly letting it out. Yep. Yeah. That's ex- exactly right. And if you couldn't you couldn't let it out too fast because it it piled up on the water and it wouldn't. The whole goal was to try to make that chunk where your your Thanks. hook was hidden inside of it float like an uh you know some of the other fit uh bait you threw in there it looked, so it looked natural so you couldn't go yeah. too fast or too slow but you're exactly right just kind of pull out your your conventional yeah. reel and, and let it go you ever try that fred uh chunk you mean chunking yeah bait? just yeah just you, you slowly, do that for yeah. snappers every single fish that you use dead bait with you do that not snapper man i'm talking about fish real fish no, man every fish. every fish tuna that, fish every fish that you fish for with dead bait you do that uh, freddie <laughs> Oh my God! Have you ever chummed at all? <laughs> of course, I've done that. Well, guys, you know. So, I mean, let me tell you something. What you guys have done is awesome, and uh, I know social media is blowing up about it. And uh, you know, Cody Slay, I, I really hope I see you guys. His name's still Colby. This, you know, that. this this summer at the SummerSlam <laughs> series. So it's going to be awesome, and and I really want to see you guys compete. It would be awesome on that tandem kayak oh man you guys gotta come well, we, we look forward to it and thank y'all for having us on it, it's been a blast and i tell you what y'all your um your events are unbelievable and that's why we want to get them to the state of alabama and hopefully that can work out uh, i think that's great for not only the, the industry but also for our gulf coast in the state of alabama so keep doing what y'all are doing yeah. Thank you very much, Slade, man. I, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate, you know, having you guys on and, you know, getting in touch with you. I also want to do a shout-out to Deep Blue Kayak Fishing because uh, without them, uh, I wouldn't have met you. So, big shout-out to them. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. And they took you out on a charter, right? Yeah, we did. That was uh, – Eric is one of the best pros I've been around in a long time, and we went out there and fished with him for about four days and went inshore, uh, offshore, uh fresh water we did it all with him and, and caught a ton of fish awesome yeah he's a good dude yeah they're really good guys so um yeah so hopefully uh we'll see you guys soon and uh i hope we'll put something together in alabama i think it'd be great and i think it'd be a great fit and uh i hear the offshore fishing there's awesome so we're really excited about it real time all right guys thank y'all all right all right thank you guys we'll right, talk guys. to you soon have a good one bye bye 180. 180. 180. Gaffer 180. 10 times. Got that Joe Hector technique on blood, the gaff. Like just, I'm just picturing him like blood all over the place. Like and blood just bath. Massacre, like shark, killing this shark sharks one. jumping out of the water. And then shark like you have up. that song in the background. I was thinking more like. Jurassic Park, dude. Uh, I think you did Welcome it right. to Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think Remember? you did it. I think you did it. Freddie, right. just that's the song. But it's not Jurassic Park. It's, it's Sharknado. Huh? It's the uh, Jurassic Park was an island where dinosaurs lived. Well, this is a area where dinosaurs live. Correct. Pterodactyl. 
We had a podcast on pterodactyl lakes, sir. Was it a- that was before your time. They do exist. Pterodactyl lakes? Well, they, they... – okay, have you seen Game of Thrones? So picture go- the pterodactyl legs like this. Okay. There's, there is real pterodactyl eggs, mm-hmm. okay, but they're, they need to be heated to a certain extent oh. to where they would hatch. So you have so to have So they're fossilized like- at the moment, but they oh. will eventually hatch. Right, but you, don't you have to have like Vulcan glass, black glass to heat them up or something like that? And then like a, there has to be like a princess who was born of the fire of the dragon. No, that's not how you hatch them. I think you saw this on a show. <laughs> not that, well, no, it's it's semi Game of Thrones, and but semi real. Oh, okay, there is real pterodactyl legs. Where are they? Jay and I discussed this. Where are they though? There was a guy that we had on the show. I'll get his number back on, and we'll have him on again. Okay, so he can talk to you about how they exist. How did we get to this pterodactyl land? You wanted to play the dress. Oh, Park Jurassic music. Park. Yes. When I feel like Jaws, 180 pound tuna. Yes. I feel like Jaws music would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Did yeah. I really call Slade uh, a governor and a senator? Did yeah, I, I think you up? called him a chancellor and a chancellor. councilman. <laughs> chancellor Slade. <laughs> Pardon me, Chancellor Slade. Star Wars? Pardon me. Oh, my God. I think you called him every <laughs> single form of government official you can be before you called no, no, him no, 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 no. I am all over the place today. Jeez, I'm, man. like, semi, like, out of it. Mm. I don't know. And I called his son Cody and Kobe. <laughs> Uh, you call them every block of cheese except for Colby. All right, guys, I'm done today because I can't. I kept calling him Cody. Was I calling him Cody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kept calling him Cody. That's not your fault. I mean, <laughs> it sounded like Cody. Was it Kobe? Kobe. You, it was like Kobe Brand. Colby. Kobe is like beef. Colby is like cheese. Colby right. Jack with an O L B Y. Sorry, Kobe. I, I think I didn't mean that. I think it was Colby. You just said Kobe. Oh, you just said it's Kobe. Kobe. For love of Christ, people. <laughs> Am I I'm done today. This is it. We're Am ending the podcast Chinese? right now. Okay. All right. We love you guys. Also, before we go. Okay. No, we're not ending it. We're not, we're ending, not ending it, it at all. <laughs> we're doing the thing where we're just going to end it, but not. Do you want to do this? Do this it. Is it. I all can't right. talk. I'm done. So on the, next, on the next podcast, I believe the next one, one of the coming up ones, we have to post the rules so that you guys, yeah. you know, you got, you, got the, you got the rules and the stuff. We're going to be doing a Garmin giveaway. We're going to give away a Garmin Striker yep. for, I think it's a Garmin Striker. This one's mine. I don't know if the yeah, ones we're gonna you guys have. Yeah, we're going to make sure 100%. I'm pretty sure it's a Garmin Striker for that we have, we have right. for, for the, for the for giveaway. The, right. Um, yeah, and so we're going to be giving that away, and I think with the it'll in, be something in the following like, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll we'll, just have we'll to go share over what it. We're going to do. We're going to share, follow, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, one of you guys will have a chance to win an awesome striker sponsored by Garmin. We really mm-hmm. appreciate you, Garmin. And uh, yeah, yeah. Man. So then, um, until next time. Until next time. So find Pedal Pirate at Pedal Pirate at Pedal Pirate. All right. Pedal Pirate at TV Extreme Kayak Fishing, or you can go to ExtremeKayakFishing dot com. Find out all the tournament information. Nanu, Nanu. Freddie York, uh, I no. could not speak today. No. It's just were, one of those it days. Day. It's just one of those days, guys. Did you ever have one Sometimes of those days? All, we'll talk about all it. All the blood goes to your muscles. Contact me. Kayak Fishing Raw. Joe Hector at Extreme Kayak Fishing. We'll talk yeah. about it. Later, skaters. See Peace. you guys. Peace out. I don't mind it when.